Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. You know, life can be such a grind at times, and so we're here sharing God's Word with you to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the host of the Grind It Podcast, the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. Today we're going to finish up Luke chapter 7. And in the last podcast, we were talking about, uh, at the end of it, uh, John the Baptist and how he had a weak moment because he was facing death, literally. He's about to get his head chopped off and served on a silver platter. And even though that he had uh, baptized, well, even before that, when Jesus was coming to him to be baptized, he yelled out to the crowd, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. So John knew exactly who Jesus was. He knew that he was the front runner. He was to pave the way for Jesus. They were relatives. He knew Jesus. He knew that Jesus was the Lamb of God that was going to take away the sins of the world. John would spend his life preaching of the coming kingdom and how people needed to repent of their sins, and he would baptize them in the Jordan River. He literally had Jesus in his hands and dipped Jesus into the Jordan River and brought him up out of the Jordan River, and he saw the 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 dove the holy spirit come down in the form of a dove and land on jesus and he and john the baptist or baptizer he heard the voice of god the father coming down from heaven saying this is my son and whom i'm well pleased but yet in a moment of weakness because he's about to face death he sends two disciples from prison and he sends them to Jesus and says, Hey, dude, we, I just need reassurance. Are you the one or do we look for another? And, and Jesus sent word back with those two guys. And he tells them, he said, You tell John this, the blind see, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised to life, and the good news is being preached to the poor. And then he adds, God blesses those who do not fall away because of me. So he's basically reassuring John, I am who I am. I am the Messiah. I am the one that you've been expecting for a, a long time. And you have not lived your life in vain, John. You have done exactly what God wanted you to do. And so he reassures John and he says, don't give up now, John. Stay the course, brother. Stay faithful to God. And that's why, that's why he added, God blesses those who do not fall away because of me. And I t- talked about how you know, we have life challenges. We're, we're hit, life hits us hard sometimes. And, and, and when things happen in our lives, it's so easy, like John, to blame God or to question God and, and, and get mad at God and fall away from God. And, w- and we need to hear the words of Jesus to John here. We need to be reassured, especially in, in this day and time. You, you can't walk out your front door today and know that you're going to be safe. It, it's just evil is just running rampant in our world today. And, and, and there is no way. I, I just don't understand how people can live their life without Jesus Christ in it. And the hope that he gives us 
and the promises that he gives us of being with him for eternity. But we need to hear the words of Jesus to John. God blesses those who do not fall away because of me, because Satan, the enemy, the opposition, he will do anything that he can to discourage you and me from following the Lord Jesus Christ. And, 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 and it's so easy to do when, when, when those life challenges happen to, to get discouraged and, and to lose focus and to get our eyes off Jesus and to get our eyes on whatever situation it is that we're facing. And, and, and just listen to Jesus when he tells John, God blesses those who do not fall away because of me. And that's what we're here to do here at the Grinded Podcast. That's why I do these things, is to encourage you with the Word of God to stay the course, to stay faithful, to, to keep your eyes on Jesus. Hebrews 12, 1 through 3 it is our uh, is our core verses to, to keep our eyes on Jesus because he endured the cross and he, he, he kept the course and he and he died on the cross. He was resurrected and we have hope in Jesus. Everything that we look for comes from Jesus. All the strength, all the encouragement because Jesus has been there. He's done that. He's faced with, with all these temptations. He's faced with all these trials and tribulations that we have been faced with. And, and, and he knows what we go through on a daily basis and he will help. Don't lose heart. Don't give up to keep going, to keep grinding. And that's why we do this. So going back to uh, the end, Luke chapter 7, and going back to John the Baptist, or the baptizer, after the two disciples uh, leave, and to go back to tell John the news that Jesus had given him, Jesus talks to the crowd about John, and he compliments him in verse 28, and he says, I tell you, of all who have ever lived, none, not one person that walks on the face of this earth is greater than John. Yet even the least person in the kingdom of God is greater than he is. Now, listen to that statement. Jesus says, I'm telling you, he's talking to this crowd that's always following him everywhere he goes. Of all who have ever lived, none. And you think about all the prophets, Moses and Abraham and the, and Jacob, the, 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 the forefathers of the, the, the Jewish, the Hebrew people, the Jews. Jesus says, I'm telling you, of all who have ever lived, all those Old Testament greats, none is greater than John. Yet even the least person in the kingdom of God is greater than John. That means you and me, if we have been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, and we've been filled with this Holy Spirit and we're walking with Him and we're heading toward heaven, Jesus says, you and, you and me, we are greater than John the Baptist. None is greater than John, yet even the least person in the kingdom of God is greater than he is. A person who gives their life to Christ and makes Him their Lord and Savior is greater than John the Baptizer. That, that's awesome. And who was in the crowd to hear that statement? And this is, this, this is what where it gets really interesting. 
because there were tax collectors there that day that heard Jesus say this. They are the worst of the worst in the eyes of Jews and the religious leaders. In verse 29 and 30, Luke says, when they heard this, all the people, even the tax collectors, those lowlifes, those tax collectors, they agreed that God's way was right. For when they had been baptized by, because they had been baptized by John, but the Pharisees and the experts in religious law rejected God's plan for them, for they had refused John's baptism. So you got tax collectors going out to to, to John and, and wanted to be baptized. They're repenting of their sins because of the kingdom of God's at hand. And they're repenting of their sins. They're listening to John's message about the kingdom and about what God's wanting to do through through the Messiah. And they're repenting of their sins and they're being obedient and they're being baptized in the river Jordan by John. These these lowlifes, these tax collectors. The, all of these people, these the, the, the you know Jesus just said, I, you know, I, I, you tell John I, the the poor are hearing the good news. So you got these basically what the religious leaders would say are these low lives, right? These scumbags. They're, but they're the ones that's coming to Jesus, and they're being obedient to the message. The, and then on the other hand, you got the religious leaders, and you you have the Pharisees who know the law like the back of their hand and 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 they should be the examples of god and and they're not they're 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 jesus said their hearts are empty they're like whitewashed tombs they're beautiful on the outside but on on the inside they're full of dead men bones and 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 you got all these low lives these scumbags these tax collectors and these people in this crowd and they're they're agreeing that god's way was right and and yet and they were obedient to john's baptism but then the people who should have been obedient the pharisees and the the religious leaders they reject god's plan for them and they refuse to be baptized by john you remember what john said to them when they they would come out and john would see him he'd say you brood of vipers what are you what, what are you doing out here you need to show fruit of repentance and then come back and be baptized. Well, you can't tell those religious leaders and those Pharisees <coughs> that they're a bunch of sinners and they need to repent because they think they're all right with God. Remember what they tell Jesus? What, what do you tell when we studied the book of John? If you haven't listened to those podcasts, go and listen to the to the book of John. They're they're really good. But Jesus told them the truth will set you free. They said, "What are you talking about? The truth to set us free? We're not in bondage to anybody. We're Abraham's seed." See, they, they just thought they they were higher than everybody else because of who they are. And now that they know God's law and they're teaching God's law, they just think they're above and beyond everybody else. They don't need to be baptized. They don't need to repent because they're not in bondage to anybody. They're not in bondage to sin because hey, we're Pharisees. Look at us. Look at how we look. Look at how we dress. Listen to how we sound. Look at what we do out in the marketplaces and the synagogues. You know, Jesus said, nope. And, and, and I encourage you to read Matthew 23 when Jesus just starts pronouncing all these woes on these church-going religious folk. And so when uh, we come back from break, we're going to dig in to the end of Luke chapter 7, verses 39 through 50, where uh, Jesus is actually invited to a Pharisee named Simon. Jesus is invited to his home, and there's going to be a bunch of uh, 
of his friends, his uh, fellow Pharisees that will be in his home checking out this man who claims to be from God. We'll dive into that when we come back. We'll be right back. Hey guys, it's Dinah Grace Hawk, and I'm so excited that my new original Christmas single, He Is Jesus, is now available wherever you stream music. Be sure to give it a like and a share, and follow me on any of the main social media or music platforms at Dinah Grace Hawk for more. So at the end of Luke chapter 7, we're taken into the home of a Pharisee named Simon where a woman's going to come in uninvited and, and wash the feet of Jesus. And she's going to break open this alabaster jar that's filled with this expensive perfume. And she pours on the perfume and her tears, uh, with her tears, she's going to wash this perfume off of Jesus' feet. And then she's going to take her hair and literally dry the feet of Jesus with her hair and she would continue to kiss the feet of Jesus and pour this perfume uh, on them on Jesus feet and, and and here we go again many times the Pharisees they would think something in their head and Jesus would call them out publicly and that's exactly what happens here at the end of Luke verses 39 through 50 this is what Luke says when the Pharisee who had invited Jesus saw saw this he said to himself if this man were a prophet he would know what kind of woman is touching him she's a sinner that's what he says she's a sinner if Jesus was really a prophet remember what the people had just said they said that Jesus this crowd of people said a prophet is among us God has been silent for over 400 years and now they're, they're seeing Jesus do these miracles and they're hearing these teachings and they said a prophet is among us. God has broken his silence. And, it, and remember the, at this point the Pharisees has labeled Jesus an enemy and they're trying to figure out a way that they could kill him which is probably one of the reasons why Simon has Jesus in his home. And this is Simon the Pharisee and he's invited a bunch of his Pharisee friends. And because they're wanting to study Jesus, they're wanting to question Jesus, they're wanting to get to know this man and try to figure out a way that they can destroy this man and discredit him and his claim of being from God. And so she, they're sitting around this table, laying around the table, lounging around the table, whatever, because they, they, they sit on the floor to eat. They don't, they don't sit at a table like we do here in, in America in 2021, but they would lay around the table on the floor lounge around and you got all these powerful rich pharisees in this man's home and this woman just busts in his house uninvited and she goes straight to jesus breaks this alabaster jar full of the, full of this expensive ointment and she washes the feet of jesus and she's bawling and she's using the tears to wash away the ointment and the perfume and she takes her hair and dries his feet and she just continues to do this and this Pharisee his first thought is and he didn't say it out loud he's just thinking it in his head if this man were a prophet he would know what piece of trash has just come in my house 
uninvited. She does not belong here amongst all of us Pharisees who know God, who study God's word, and we are the examples of God on, on to the Jews and to our communities. That's what he's thinking. This woman is trash. Who does she think she is busting up in my house, busting up my party amongst my Pharisee friends? She is a sinner. We're not sinners. She is a sinner. And he should know what kind of woman is touching him and who's washing his feet and crying at his feet and wiping his feet with her hair. Why is he letting this woman, this sinner, touch him like this? And he thought that in his head, and Jesus answers out loud. Remember, you've got all these Pharisees sitting in the room, right? And he thought that to himself, but Jesus, as he always does, he's going to call this man out publicly. And here's what he says. Simon, I have something to say to you. Go ahead, teacher, Simon, the Pharisee says. Jesus told him this story. A man loaned money to two people. 500 pieces of silver to one and 50 pieces of silver to the other. She got 500 pieces and 50 pieces of silver. So a lot of money and a little bit of money. But neither of them could repay him. So he kindly forgave them both, canceling their debts. So both people did not have to pay. The 500, the guy that borrowed 500 didn't have to pay it back. The guy that borrowed 50 pieces of silver didn't have to pay it back. They, they, their debts were canceled. They've been forgiven of their debts. So you can see where Jesus is going with this, right? So Jesus asked him, who do you suppose loved him more after that? And Simon the Pharisee, he answers Jesus. He says, I suppose the one for whom he canceled the larger debt. And Jesus says, that's right. And then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, look at this woman kneeling here. You know, the one that you just called a sinner in your head. I'm just showing you that I am a prophet and I know what was going through your head. I know what you were thinking. And, and here's the example I'm going to give you. You've got a person who has had a huge debt and a person who had a small debt. They're both forgiven. Which one do you think was more thankful? Well, obviously, it's the one who was forgiven of the larger debt. And what Jesus is saying is, this woman sinned, and you rightly said that she's a sinner, and you don't think that you are. You think you have you know, no sin, but you do have sin, is what Jesus is saying. This woman, yeah, she is a, a, a sinner, and she may be out there in the world and living an ungodly life. Even though you are trying to live a godly life, you still have sin. But he thinks that he doesn't have any sin because he's a Pharisee, and he knows the law, and he follows the law. And so he is judging this woman is what he's doing. This sinner is in my house and, and has busted up my party. And so Jesus says, you're right in saying that the, the person who was forgiven of the 500 pieces of silver uh, is more thankful. But he said, he, he, he turns to the woman and he says to Simon, he says, look at this woman kneeling here. When I entered your home, you didn't offer offer me water to wash the dust from my feet and that's what that was that was the custom of their day when you soon as you walked into somebody's home you uh, you or you had a slave that would wash the people's feet jesus said you didn't do that you didn't have any water for me to wash my feet when i came in to your home but she has washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair 
You didn't greet me with a kiss, which again was a custom in their day. We shake hands, bump fists, or you know things like that. Uh, but their culture was, and I, I guess they still do it. You know, they they would in some countries still do this. They they would even the men they they greeted each other with a kiss. And Jesus says, "You didn't greet me with a kiss, but from the time that I first came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head, but she has anointed my feet with rare perfume." Remember, this is the uh, when uh, um, Judas Iscariot. Uh, who was carrying the money bag for the the disciples? Remember, he gets mad because uh, Jesus allowed this woman to break this uh, alabaster jar and and wash his feet with this very expensive perfume. That was what uh, Judas said. But John said he didn't care about that. He 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 cared about the money because he was saying we could have took this and sold it and gave the money to the poor. And John said Judas wasn't concerned with with the poor. That's what's going on right here. This is the example. Uh, but Luke is focusing in on this woman and this conversation between Jesus and Simon the Pharisee. He says, You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head, but she's anointing my feet with rare perfume. I tell you, her sins, and they are many, Jesus says, have been forgiven. So she has shown me much love. But a p- person who is forgiven little, which he's talking about Simon the Pharisee and the rest of the Pharisees sitting at that table, He says, but a person who is forgiven little shows only little love. And then Jesus said to the woman, your sins are forgiven. Now get this. The men at the table said amongst themselves, and this is after Simon had just had a thought in his head. If this man was a prophet, he would know what kind of sinner was touching him. And here are these rest of these Pharisees. Jesus said, hey, your sins are forgiven. The rest of those Pharisees that are sitting around the table, they said this amongst themselves. Who is this man that he goes around forgiving sins? And Jesus said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. They, they, they were hard-headed. They could, just could not get it. Uh, they have God in the flesh sitting among them, and they just continue to not believe. They continue to choose to, to spar with Jesus. So this Pharisee, he's named Simon, he's curious and he wants to know more about Jesus, so he invites Jesus into his home. That would be so awesome to be able to do and to have these conversations with Jesus. But there's, you know, there's nothing like getting to know somebody over a meal. Uh, we used to do this a lot uh, when I was preaching full time and we'd have people in over our, we'd have people into our homes that we've gotten to meet in the community that we lived in and, and we would get to know them and we would share Jesus with them. We would, we have baptized many people at 11, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning uh, after studying with them, after we've had, because we invited them over for a meal and we cooked them a, a nice meal and we eat the meal and, and after we would, uh, we would just share Jesus with people. Sometimes they would accept Christ, sometimes they didn't. We would baptize the husband, the husband would baptize the wife, it was just the coolest thing. They would baptize their kids. Really cool. And so this uh, Pharisee wants to know Jesus. And, and he wants to know Jesus more. He wants to study this guy to see if he's really from God. or he, They're trying to figure out a way that they could just discredit Jesus. And so he invites a bunch of his buddies over. 
<coughs> for this meal. And this woman just disrupted the whole plan. And, uh, and, and so you got this sinner in there and it just, he just sits back and watches what's going on, this Pharisee. And he's thinking in his head, if this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him. And then you got the men um, at the table and they're, they're saying to themselves, who is this man that goes around forgiving sins? That's the second time they actually thought about that and said that. Uh, the other was when the paralytic was lowered down from the roof. Even when they tore away the roof and they lowered the paralytic down their friend and Jesus healed them. And, and they said amongst themselves, who is this man that thinks he is that he can forgive sins? Because Jesus had told the paralytic, your sins are forgiven. And then when they questioned in their minds, Jesus, Jesus said, well, is it easier for me to say your sins are forgiven or to say pick up your bed and walk? He said, but just so you'll know that I am who I say that I am, he told the paralytic, take up your bed and walk. You're healed. You, you can go home. So Simon finds out real fast that Jesus is a prophet. And when Jesus called him out for what he was thinking, right, Jesus is going to lower the boom on Simon and his friends. I entered your home. You didn't offer me water to wash the dust off my feet. But she's continued to wash them with her tears and wipe them with her hair. When I came in, you didn't greet me with a kiss. But since I first came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head, but she is anointing my feet with this rare perfume. And I'm telling you, her sins, and yes, she has a lot of sin. They have been forgiven. She has shown me much love. But you haven't shown me any love. Yes, you've made a meal for me, which is good. But so you have shown me a little bit of love. That's because you can't see through your thick skull that you have sin. And that you need to be forgiven. Just like every other man that is sitting in this room at this table. So just look at the contrast that's going on in this room. you got a room full of Pharisees who know the law. Who teach the law of God. They know that they should be the examples. Or they even think that they are the examples of God to the people. But they're really not. Then you have, on the other hand, you have this woman who has many sins that just barges in uninvited to a place that she does not belong because she does not belong with these religious leaders, these Pharisees, right? But that does not deter her. She goes straight to Jesus. She knows who she is. She knows she is a, a sinner who is lost without hope, and she needs to get to hope, and she goes to hope. She goes to Jesus. She does not let that deter her about those religious leaders and those Pharisees being in that room, and she shows Jesus love because... She knows who Jesus is. They don't. The people who should know who Jesus is does not know who Jesus is. But then you have this lost sinner who knows exactly who Jesus is. She, she knows who she is lost without Jesus. Therefore, she wants hope and she goes straight to hope and she loves on Jesus. As we end this podcast today, I just want to ask you this question. Do you know who you are? Do you realize that without Christ, without his grace and his mercy, you are lost and undone? Or do you think that you know who you are and you don't need God, like the Pharisees? You, 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 maybe you just 
you're acting just like the Pharisees, but you, people can be, we're so full of ourselves. And that's what the Pharisees were. They were full of themselves and they couldn't make room for Jesus despite everything they saw him do and what they heard him teach. They just didn't think that they needed forgiveness. They didn't think that they needed Jesus. So they, they labeled him as an enemy. Have you labeled Jesus as an enemy? Are you just going through life on your own? So I don't need Jesus. I don't need God. Well, that may be true for now, but one day, when you take your last breath on this earth, and you take your first breath in eternity, there's no, there's no second chances. And if you die without Christ, you will be eternally separated from God in a place of torment and torture, begging for mercy that will never come. As the Bible says, where the worm dies not. What about you? Are you going to accept hope? Are you, are you going to be like this woman and say, hey, I know I'm a sinner, but I am going to love on Jesus. I'm going to accept him, not reject him like these Pharisees. Even though he's sitting right amongst them in this very house, amongst all of these Pharisees, hearing his teachings, seeing the things that he's done, and yet they continue to reject Jesus. God has given you every opportunity to know him in a personal way. Are you going to choose to accept Christ today or are you going to just continue to do your own thing and reject Jesus and live in your own life? Accept Jesus. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Accept Jesus while you can. And if you need to, if you have any questions on how to do that, how to become a Christian, if you have anything that we could help pray for you about, anything you're struggling with, a life challenge that's come your way that's kind of maybe taking your eyes off Jesus and you need help to be refocused, let us know how we can pray for you here at the Grinded Podcast. You can email us at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening today. God bless you and keep grinding. Thank you for listening to the Grinded Podcast today. May God bless you. If you have any comments or questions, you can email them to us at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com. If you would like Randy to come and speak at your church or your next event, you can contact him through that same email address. Also, I would like to thank Jody Foster's Army, also known as JFA, for their song, Abba, as we use for our intro and our outro, off their untitled 1984 album. May God bless you, and remember, keep your eyes on Jesus and keep grinding.